What if you were able to sit down for lunch with some of the greatest leaders in the world? What would you ask? What would they say? Welcome to the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where you're invited to join us in learning the spiritual principles behind big success. Here's your host, Mike Lynch. Welcome to episode 130 of the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where normally I sit down with one of America's greatest leaders and find out how they have learned to lead with their faith out in front. But I'm not doing that today. Today's Valentine's Day. Today is a special day. I don't think I've ever released an episode on Valentine's Day. And in honor of that, I thought I'd do something a little different today. You know, it's been a big year around the old Lynch household. Ann and I, back in October, celebrated 30 years together Mary Michael, my daughter, got married to an amazing young man, Jen Han, back in October as well. And then my son is getting married to an incredible young lady, Kelsey Wingert, this coming June. As I think about that, number one, I can't believe Ann and I have been married 30 years. Holy smokes. I was with a, uh, at a place today, and a young lady said, you know, I feel like I'm getting old. I'm 30. And I said, uh, <laughs> you don't get old when you're 30. You know you're old when you've been married for 30 years. You have kids almost 30 years old. And in honor of my two children getting married, it's made me think a lot. You know, you start reflecting a lot because I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed to... Mary, truly my best friend, Mary, the one that when I first saw her at Liberty, I knew I wanted to spend my life with her. She didn't know that. She was a little late to the party, but we, we soon got that figured out. And for 30 years, we've served two amazing churches. We've raised two incredible kids. We've made lifetime Friendship with so many people from high school days to college days now to the community that we've lived in since 1991. As I think about my two children, they're setting sail. In fact, I was getting ready to go to Mary Michael's wedding and I heard something and, and it was said, the pastor said, you know, you aren't gaining a new son today and you're not gaining a new daughter next summer. Your children are starting their new families, and you are setting them out. And as I think about that, and I think about all that's in store for them in marriage, in life, and in leadership, I pray that they find the things that last. You know, from the wedding day, and when Ann and I celebrated our wedding day, we really didn't know what exactly we were getting into, but we knew we had each other, we had the Lord, and we just sort of dove in. But as I look back on those 30 years, there's some messy middle years, aren't there? I heard Randy Gravitt, the great leader, call it the messy middle. It's that part of every game that you really can't remember. You remember the kickoff? in the first drive, maybe in a football game or the first inning in a baseball game, but usually innings four to six, you may not remember as well or the middle of the third quarter coming out of halftime, you don't remember as well. But life and leadership, and I would even say love and marriage, 
are all made in the messy middle. As you live out your life, maybe today you are single and you are praying for that person that God's going to send your way one day. Maybe today you are in that relationship. You haven't gotten married yet, but it's coming. Or maybe today you are in the middle of your marriage and you bought some roses or you bought a card and you left it. But you know what I'm talking about when I say the messy middle. You know, as my kids embark on this new season of their lives and this new season being married, no longer being single, but being married, they're going to have some messy middle years. And there's going to be times they're probably not going to pick up the phone and they're probably not going to give me a call because they've, they've battened down the hatches and they're, they're pushing through this season. What are the things you need to know in love and leadership to make it through, as Randy Gravitt would call it, the messy middle? The first thing I would say, a lesson Ann and I have learned over these 30 years, is you not only have to communicate, you've got to over-communicate. You know, it's funny, isn't it, how we fill in blanks and we fill in questions, and when we don't say something, something gets thought. I've not only been a part of messy middle years in marriage when you're raising the kids and you're both exhausted and, and we were we were in a in a man-to-man defense here at the Lynch house. There were just two of them, but some of you have more than that in kids and you're going a million different directions and you can't remember the last time you really connected with each other. You better over communicate, not just communicate, but over communicate. We've gone through some messy middle years in leadership at North Star. And those aren't the times you pull back. In fact, those are the times you over communicate. So there aren't any blanks and there aren't any questions. Second, the messy middle will cause you to lack belief but I would tell you to make it through the messy middle, you've got to believe the best about each other more than you ever have. You know, I look at so many seasons in Ann and I's life, and she believed me more for what, for more than really what I was or what anyone else thought I was. I, I heard a study years ago of they talked about great marriages. And they said in great marriages, people almost have an overinflated view of their spouse. I would completely agree with that. And I would say that's a great thing. Believe the best about each other. You know, we all come from a selfish bent, don't we? And we believe the best about ourselves. And you've heard the old phrase, we judge others by their actions, but we want to be judged by our intentions. And that's true. I would say to make it through the messy middle of life, leadership, marriage, you got to believe the best about each other. The third thing I hope my kids do is I hope they do the small things with great love. Small things with great love. You know, I think Valentine's Day and Mother's Day and Father's Day and birthdays and Christmas, I think those are great things. 
But I would say it's the days that don't matter when you think of someone that matters even more than the big days. In fact, I remember early on in our marriage, uh, and said, I don't care about a dozen roses on Valentine's day. I would rather save that money. And so we just started buying flowers just as we went through life, you know, and it's the small things done with great love. If you know, Anne, you know, small things done with great love and detail is what makes her so special. It's the little things she thinks about. It's, I know at Mary Michael's wedding at, at every table setting, there was a napkin that was um, done on her cricket sitting in the middle of our floor out in the area where we watch TV and every night. And she did every one unique to the person that was coming. If there was not a better picture of Anne than that, I don't know what there is. And it's the picture of doing small things with great detail. You make it through the messy middle when you do small things with great detail and great love because it keeps you moving forward together. The fourth thing I would tell you and tell Mary Michael and tell Casey, lean in rather than pulling back. You know, isn't that what great teams do? They lean in. You watch a documentary. You even go back to a great sports movie, Remember the Titans, when they go to halftime and the team could easily pull apart, but they leaned into each other. I'm watching a a, uh, documentary on a great quarterback, and they're going through all their Super Bowl appearances, and you you hear the players talk about how they leaned in, how they – pushed in when it would have been easy to pull back. Will you make it through the messy middle in love and leadership by leaning into each other, leaning in to believe the best about each other, leaning in and grabbing each other's hands and saying, I don't know how we're going to make it. I just know we're going to make it. And I know we've been through those seasons We've been through those seated seasons that there's no easy answer for and there's no quick fix. And you just go, you know what? I don't know how we're going to do this. I just know we are going to make it. Lean in rather than pulling back. The fifth thing I would say is a lesson that I've learned. Listen to not just what is said, but listen for what isn't said. It's that intuition. You know, I think there's more going on here than I think. See, listening's a lost art, isn't it? See, Anne is a, by by personality, she is a much better listener than me. I am a a talker before I'm a listener. She is a listener before she's a talker. And what great listeners do is they listen to not just what is said, but they listen to what isn't said. We could even call it empathy. We could call it understanding. We could call it care. But isn't that what great teams do? Isn't that what great leaders do when they're walking by somebody's office and they see somebody and they say, how are you doing? And they notice the response back said, fine, but they heard in the voice, it wasn't fine. 
it's the wife that sits down to dinner with the husband or the husband that sits down to dinner with the wife and said, how was the day? And they say, the day was fine. But you know behind that, it wasn't fine. We used to have a saying when our kids were growing up, they heard it all the time in our house. The world is a tough place. We live in a tough world. But in here, this is a safe place. This is the safest place in the world. We're going to believe the best about each other in this house. And we are going to be hanging in together here in this house. Listen to what, not just what is said, but to make it through the messy middle, you listen to what isn't said. And for for those of us that are Christ followers, we pray, man, Holy Spirit, Give us wisdom for something that they may not even want to talk about right now, but we know that we can be there for them during that season. The sixth thing I would tell you that helps teams, helps marriages, helps people get through those messy middles, put in more than you take out. Put in more than you take out. You know, if you're in that season of that messy middle, it is really easy to go, I got enough on my plate that I don't want to give anymore. But I would say, and I think anybody who's come out on the other side of those messy middles, which we'll all get back into again, putting in more than you take out will always be the biggest blessing in the long run. You know, as my two get married, our tendency always is to give when given to. But that's not what Jesus taught, is it? In fact, Jesus said, if they ask you to carry their bag a mile, Matthew 5, 41, carry it too. Put in more than you take out. The final thing I would say, Keep growing. Keep growing. The great leader Mark Miller just said recently on episode 126, there's an intentional curiosity built in the heart of every leader. I would say in every marriage, there is an intentional curiosity to get to know each other better than you did the day before. Keep growing. Keep growing towards Jesus keep growing towards each other, and keep on pursuing the very best. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing my life with a person that I have walked through the messy middle with and for now have come out on the other side. I know those days aren't easy. As Max Lucado said, we look back over life and we see the mountaintops we forget the valleys that lie in between, but there, there are some valleys. My kids will walk through them. You're going to walk through them. But if we'll keep growing, we'll keep getting to know them better. We'll keep growing in Jesus. We'll keep growing in our heart for them and our heart for the Lord. And isn't it funny how those two things go together? The more I'm pursuing Jesus, the better I pursue Ann. The less I pursue Jesus, probably the less I pursue Ann. But for 30 years, I have been blessed with somebody who did all those things 
for me when I probably didn't reciprocate very well. See, you know me, you know all my stories, but she's the glue and she's the one that makes it happen. I pray for Casey. I pray for Mary Michael. I pray in their marriages, they can't think of life without each other. And they will spend the rest of their days hand in hand, arm in arm, knowing they got the best teammate in the world. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I pray your day is a great one. If you hadn't stopped lately to grab each other's hands, look each other in the eye and say, I'm in it with you. I hope you will today. Better than a card. It's better than a flower. It's that commitment to say, if I got to go through the messy middle, I'm glad I'm going through it with you. Ann Lynch, I'm glad I'm going through it with you. I hope you have a great day, everybody. I'll see you back again next Monday on Lynch with a Leader when we sit down with Christy Wright from Ramsey Solutions, and it is going to be a good one. And until then, go be the leader at home and in the workplace that God created you to be. Thanks for joining in today, and I pray today is a great one. Thank you for listening to the Lynch with a Leader podcast with your host, Mike Lynch. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help more people hear it by subscribing and leaving a review wherever you may be listening. For full episode notes and more spiritual leadership resources, visit MikeLynch.com.